Jane, get me off this crazy thing called love. Hello, men, women, and others. Welcome to Love on the Brain, Season 4, Episode 2. How are you on this beautiful, hot, boulder morning, Jamie? Let's see. I'm having a smoothie. I just went on a nice walk in the heat. I've been embracing the heat lately. It's been incredibly hot and feeling tired. Little uh, had an intense week. So you're basically doing therapy Monday to Thursday nowadays, pretty much all day. Monday, Tuesday, yes, Wednesday, Thursday. Sir. And then you got three days. So I wonder if by like maybe the first day Friday you're decompressing and maybe are you by Sunday you ready to get back to it or are you just still like uh Yeah, it's like um Friday I used to just use as my chill day but I can't just sit still if I sit still like all the stuff that happened during the week makes me anxious so I like to like do things on Friday like errands or something like that and then Saturdays I like to be social get outside um and then Sundays I chill and then I'm ready to go by Monday yeah that's why God said to rest on Sunday isn't it because yeah. he worked for six days and you got to put in that, you got to put in that rest. I think that's important to be the full version of yourself in this go, go, go society. Yes. Especially when it comes to mental health for people. Yeah. There's like an urgency culture that we all need to detach from a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would help the world a little bit. Uh, speaking of hot, I'm going to see Red Hot Chili Peppers tomorrow. I've seen them live. Yeah, me too. I saw them Once in, Philly. in Cleveland. And I didn't I, like the show. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they are one of my favorite Wait, why bands. Why you like it? My thing with concerts is when I'm in a theater or a stadium, I have only my seat to, to dance yeah. in. Yeah. Everything else is fine. The quality was fine. They did put on a decent show but i love i want it to be more about me you know i want to dance i like it's I, well, like that's how you like to enjoy music correct i always think if we were playing you know a blood sugar sex magic album with all my friends in a house dancing and drinking i'd have a thousand times better of a time yeah. or if they played a private show it could go back to my like um you know heavy band days which were the, my favorite concerts ever where it's a small almost like comedic like a comedian like a like that kind of comedy club yeah. intent intimate theater even when we used to see those cover bands of sublime yeah, whatever it was bad fish. fish no we would see no um was it bad fish yeah. okay i guess you're right yeah <laughs> what's the other one is sublime with rome maybe is the other oh. one i'm thinking of but yeah bad fish and there's something about being able to move around freely and still oh, having yeah. the good music playing where that gets my energy up a little bit more. Now, maybe there's some things I can do. I know you could pay more to be in the pit in the beginning, in the front mm. of the stage, but I've never been to a concert outside in a theater. It's at mile high stadium. So hopefully we can uh, make it, make it, make it work, you know, yeah. but I do, I do like the in intimate venue a little bit more. Oh, we'll I like an intimate venue too. I'm seeing, I'm going to a Red Rocks concert on Tuesday. I'm seeing the Shins. Yeah. Oh, I like the Shins. Yeah. That's on Tuesday. I'm really excited. That's I've cool. never seen them. Yeah. The Red Rocks is a fantastic venue for anyone. Mm -hmm. I think even if I could see like one of my friends play acoustic, I would love Red Rocks because it's just beautiful. Now that's where I don't want to see a band like Pigeons playing ping pong where I do want to dance and like Move their around. lights come alive and that makes like the yeah. the show so much better like when they play at boulder theater which is smaller and you can go down and dance and be in the lights and it's dark like I yeah there's that. something special Dep about yeah, that yeah it really depends on yeah i think things. a lot of times it boils down for me just being 
a performer, I get jealous of the person <laughs> on stage. So I've never loved concerts like other people do. I'm always like, why are they watching this bird? They should be watching me more than the no. I don't. Okay. Love, I don't love being an audience member. It's I guess narcissistic tendency. Well, I guess yeah, yeah. That's one way to look at it. For no, sure. Well, I'm not a performer, so I don't know what that feels like. Yeah, I just I I crave. I always wish I was like a lead singer of a band, but right. Yeah, and I, I don't know, there's some of that involved. Unless I really, really, really love the band. And I love the Chili Peppers. It reminds me a lot of going to the beach when we were kids. That one, what is it? Other Bradley Is beach? it Californication album that mom used to have? Yeah. I think it's that one where that even the album cover of the red water, yeah. it reminds me of being a, a kid and Same. either listening to it in your what would become your room, yeah, in the, the rec room, kids room. or uh, heading down the shore, which is like Nirvana That's and all funny. those 90s bands always remind me of that. But anyway, I'm also today, I'm going to go for a hike after this. And it's become my favorite form of exercise, uh, I guess, just because it's legitimate exercise accompanied by nature and beautiful views, right? Mm -hmm. And there's an extra level of satisfaction when I hike for exercise. And the best part is when I go back to sea level, I do, I feel like I'm in better shape. Uh, the altitude and thin air of Colorado is a place where a lot of Olympic athletes train. And I've read since there's less oxygen available at these altitudes, your body works harder. So say, you know, we all have limited time in this world. So say a two-hour hike in the mountains is just simply more strenuous than a two-hour hike at sea level. Right. So that's where it's a little bit better for you. Exercise is the number one factor to my mental health, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. If I'm consistently working out, I'm just in a better place mentally. Uh, no capping. But if you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you look at suicide rates on the other side, Colorado and New Mexico, two notoriously elevated states, are always near the top of the suicide lists. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't know that. So the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. <laughs> Tit for tat. Um, it's because of the oxygen to the brain? Maybe. You know, maybe. So it makes for better exercise, but it makes for worse overall mental health. Maybe if you're already kind of have mental illness, I wouldn't recommend this to a place uh, that you would go. I don't know. I literally haven't looked up enough studies to know if that's true. Some people say there's a heavy veteran community yeah. too in Colorado, but not in New Mexico. So these are, I know a lot of Colorado places too are full of just these small mountain towns where kind of middle of nowhere. It, you don't really leave. I don't know if that is. Yeah. Do yeah. True. Like that's, West Virginia is up there too. Places. Yeah. Is like that, and I, I watched that show, Dope Sick, which was one of the best shows oh, I've heard ever it's amazing. seen. Yeah, so sick. Who's the person in that? Michael Keaton, I think, is the yeah. is amazing in it. And um, so, what's her name? He's an uh, interesting guy. What's her name? The uh, beautiful Rose Rose. Damn, I always forget her name. But she's really good in it too, and it's just about the the opioid crisis and how it's just was so predatory and how the Sack family was basically the American cartel, and it's up for so many Emmys for good reason because they did such mm. an amazing job. But hiking isn't just about the elevation, you know. I would say I did a lot of it in beautiful California when I lived there too. It's also simply about nature, right? Like the beauty. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times it's much easier to go downstairs to your treadmill or a ten minute drive to your local gym. But I'm here to say putting in a little bit of a longer drive is most definitely worth it, at least once in a while. And science actually also backs up this claim. Yeah. So according to this study by the World Journal of Biological Psychiatry, modern adults spend an average of 80 to 90% of their time indoors, which is fairly recent development in the scan of humanity, right? You right. see, like, being inside is great. Don't get me wrong. One of my favorite things is, like, you can you control the temperature. <laughs> and I thought about this a little deeper. Think about it. We're evolved to a world where... Even a high percentage of poverty people can quite literally control the climate of their shelter. It's one of the things Not that we me, take. I don't have air conditioning. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Most people. We, um, we take that for granted, though. Like, what's 
better than being outside all in the heat all day and then coming into a relaxing frigid air and just like plopping down the couch. That happens a lot in our Cape May home where it's like so cold. (laughs) You come in there, it's like freezing. It feels amazing. Or conversely, waking up in the winter during a freezing cold morning and the clicking of the heat starts in the vents. having a fire. Yes, or lighting a fire and your brain's like, for me, like when the clicking of the vent would happen in my old house, your brain goes into like a deep, almost like a sexual anticipation (laughs) of the warm, embracing, radiated here, sent to come and engulf your luscious meat sack to your preferred temperature. It's just the best. I think our ancestors would marvel at a simple central heating and cooling system. Oh, definitely. Because you control, it's almost like you can make the earth a different, it's like, what? You can make the earth a different (laughs) climate so you can exist. Would you rather sleep hot or cold? Mm. I would rather sleep cold. Well, I like to be cold when I'm sleeping. Yeah. But if I'm too cold, I can't fall asleep. Like there's been some camping trips where I'm so cold and Mm. I don't have anything Mm -hmm. to warm me up. Me too. I don't sleep well, but... Lately, it's been really fucking hot in our apartment, and so we have been sleeping hot, and that actually hasn't been that hard. Okay. Yeah, you, you get used to things on either side, probably. I love being cold, and the and the feeling of yeah. waking up too cold and being like, oh, wait, I have I this device blanket. called yeah. a blanket I that I pull over myself, yeah. and... Hey, if I get too hot, I just push it down a little yeah. bit. With hot, it's harder to get cold for me yeah, if it's, it's hot in there down. where yeah, it's yeah. easier to heat up. So I'd much rather Definitely. be cold. That's true. So yes, being indoors is amazing and our evolution cannot be ignored. It's amazing that we've gotten to this place. But that also doesn't mean we can ignore the fact that we are beings who hail from the outdoors, which is a big you know, yeah, thing. Especially of- in the summer. I feel trapped if I'm inside for too yes. long. I just like I need to get out. Yeah. Even if it's hot. I've been Agreed. trying to get outside at least once every day. Of course. And I've noticed that that's increased my mental health dramatically. Absolutely. And actually for therapists, it's like, rec- I mean, it should be for everybody, but like highly recommended that you go outside every day. Yeah. I, I've read, you know, I think my psychology professor in community college told me that like 10 minute walk and a 10 minute back walk will do wonders. It's all, for yeah. Sometimes if I don't have time to do a longer hike, just taking Darcy for her morning or evening yeah. walk is like the it could change my life. I notice when I (laughs) have... I could leave feeling like ornery and cranky or sad or anxious and come back and I'm like, I love life. Like, what are we doing It's amazing, right? And I have Darcy, you know, once for a weekend here and there. And I notice like, because you have to take her out three times at least a day. So that's three extra 20 minute walks that I'm doing. And those add up. They add up. And it's like, you're not even thinking about it. Like in the old days, I didn't want to take Darcy out. I would want to just not do anything. But now I'm like, oh, I'm also benefiting from this. And if I could get to a place where Darcy would pick up my shit on the wall, it would be perfect. (laughs) Well, you know what's funny? We used to have a yard at the coop. We used to live in a chicken coop, and she, in the summer, we just left the door open, and she could go in and out as she pleased. You know, she much loves easy, much better. Yeah. sunbathe, and it's so sad we don't have that. And Max took her out just, like, a random morning the other day, and she, like, stood in the sun and was just, like, sniffing and standing there. And Max was like, is she okay? And she just fell over yeah. and laid down on her leash and yeah. collar and just laid down in it's the like, sun. I, like, I need a moment. needs this. Yeah. So, her, so Max sat with her, and they just earthed and laid in the grass yeah. and the dirt. Well, and, even when she was a puppy, she'd always find that sunspot. Oh yeah. It's not conscious. They, these Everyone Animals, knows that you, yeah, need, uh, you need sunshine, so they'll go to the place where there's a little more sun, and everybody needs that. We know all about seasonal what is it seasonal, seasonal affective yeah. disorder or sad which is appropriately named because you I just know, need so a certain amount of sunshine because we come from which is obviously yeah. forget a lot of times it's man versus nature no if you listen to this podcast no, we talk about we all the time we are nature. literally are the nature so you need a lot of outside time in a, in a world where we have you know 
it's become, like I said, there's a lot of benefits of spending 80 to 90% of time inside. It doesn't seem right. And another thing we, I guess we have to say it every time it's privilege. There's a lot of uh, this study that I'm about to read is all people who have enough free time to be able to do that. So you, you always yeah. have to say that. I yes. actually like, I have the option. I belong to a yoga studio and I follow a yoga teacher who does practice in the park. So like in North Boulder park, which is outside, I prefer doing yoga outside. Yeah. I don't look at myself in a mirror while I'm doing it. So I'm more connected to my body. I'm like laying on the earth when I'm in the final resting pose. Like you get so much of that more than doing stuff in a studio. Yeah. And it's just in this society. And then when it's really hot out, I want to go to the studio. Yeah. In this time <laughs> where we're just going, 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 it could be hard to, to, to do that. We go to the gym because we don't have enough time and we do this. I but I think if you made a little bit more time to, to at least go outside once in a while, I think people's mental health overall over the whole country would yeah. improve. If you live in a place that's nice though, like. Yeah, and, and right now it's hot everywhere, unfortunately. I but um, I think every most places in the United States have have times of the year where it's really beautiful, no matter where you come from, where you go, where you come from, Cotton Eye Joe. So this is the <laughs> study. Okay, the objective was the effects of nature on physical and mental health are an emerging topic in empirical research with increasing influence on practical health recommendations. Here they set out to investigate the association between spending time outdoors and brain structural plasticity in conjunctions with self-reported effect. So the method includes an unprecedented in-depth assessment of variability of brain structure in 40 to 50 structural magnetic resonance imaging. Do you know what that is? FMRIs? Yes, MRIs uh, of six young healthy participants for six to eight months. A whole brain analysis revealed that time spent outdoors was positively associated with gray matter volume in the right See if I could do it. Dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Yeah. So gray matter is found in people's brains with higher than average IQ. So essentially, the more gray matter, the higher the IQ normally in a person. So not only did surveyors report higher levels of happiness, but the science tells you from brain scans, it can actually make you smarter and clearer by having adding more gray matter by simply spending time outside. Mm -hmm. So there's your drive. Uh, to take an extra 10 minutes to the park today instead of hitting the weights. Yeah. Um, I was on dating apps for a while, and the easiest swipe left for me was the women that make, like, gym the part of their personality. I'm going no. to judging. <laughs> like, those people freak me out a little. Um, I just think, you know, picking, put, I pick things up and put them down. It's like a big kind yeah, of. Yeah, I watch a lot of, I mean, a lot of these shows that we talk about, like, Bachelor and Bachelorette and, like, whatever shows there's I mean a lot of good looking people on it and or think of the challenge like so many people got into the gym and like I was in CrossFit for a little bit and it does you get obsessed like, yeah because of those you know working out feels like it's just good that point you're constantly associating the endorphins just, with the like, people you feel incredible and you it changed your life it's almost like a bunch health. of people cutting up coke together <laughs> yeah it's like hard not to talk about how exciting it is yeah. because it feels so good and I think that's the same thing with here in Colorado. People are so active here. Like that was one thing I noticed moving from New Jersey. Yeah. Everybody's biking, skiing, mm -hmm. hiking, walking, like like all these canoeing, kayaking. It's just like get outside, get outside, yeah. get outside. And everyone's obsessed with like ski, ski, ski. It's like, yeah, it gives you that extra and we keep we're raving about so the positivity about it here, and yeah. it's gorgeous. But the part where it hurts for me is when it becomes like your personality, like CrossFit is like your personality. Yeah. That's where it skeeves me out. Well, yeah, you can't talk about anything else. Yeah. That's where it's Have just you ever like. Have watched Siesta Key? 
No. It's like the Florida version I think of I've like read. Laguna Beach. Or yeah, but it's like a little dramatized and a little more produced and acted and stuff. Yeah, there's a guy, there's a character on it that like all he can talk about is his gym work. Yeah, and <laughs> it's weird. Because it's his business. <laughs> it's odd though because it is, because people forget the plot. They've lost the plot as a British person would say. The plot. the plot is that we're trying to better ourselves so we can have a better life. But right, if that becomes your life, life, then it's kind of yeah. Weird. It can become a, a thing of avoidance for sure. Absolutely, Max it's like anything else. This. Like he used like exercising to avoid certain feelings. Oh, like, because it's like time. drugs. It feels yeah. amazing. Now it's so there's a balance with anything, right? That you're looking to improve your mental health. That isn't like doing the actual emotional processing. Mm. If you're using things like good eating or like, because people can get really into restrictive what they eat and not have that moderation and just have it as part of your Yeah, to facilitate life. your emotional health, your socialization. So again, I go to therapy, I socialize, I do breathing exercises, but for me, the single most important factor is sweating. It's yeah. literally, I don't feel anything any better than when I do I'm sweating because that brings me to when I get to my real life with emotions and problems with family and friends and this, yeah. I just feel like I'm in a better- I, I feel the same way. Yeah. When I feel good physically, like feel strong, I just feel better yeah. about myself in no general. No doubt about like it. Like if I can feel my body sore and my muscles and everything. And <sighs> there was a while there that I noticed that I was overworking myself when I was cutting out my exercise time. Yeah. And so I started to tell myself if I'm ever not going to my yoga class or not going on hikes at least two or three times a week or on walks, then I'm doing too much otherwise like my schedule is too busy yeah you should always have to make always be able to make time maybe it's sacrificing a couple dollars here or there or whatever but it's it will just be so much better in the long run yeah it's like you go to the doctor you spend money there you go to yeah it's almost a it's it's an investment in your in your future self um, just like therapy, just and like all those things. And it's free to go outside. It's free to go walk up. You don't need yeah. a gym membership. No, you really don't. It's um, it's great. There was another study I should have looked it up. I just was reading about it. How, when you know, in life, traumas are going to happen to you. Things are going to happen to you that flips your world upside down and all this. And when you're in better shape, healthier, you're you can um, weather those storms a lot easier. It mentally and physically, like it's better to be in shape when something happens to you. They've done studies where if you're in bad shape, you'll be actually decline faster uh-huh. with your mental health than you would if you were in um, good yeah, shape, maybe like with more chemical, gray matter. Like the chemical thing of that? Probably. Just having, just being able to withstand it and being okay with having more gray matter in your in your brain or whatever. I don't know. Not a scientist. I've always thought about going back to school, which I do, I don't know, like getting my <laughs> PhD in like neuro psych. Yeah, it fascinates and, like, the guy really by me knowing tell. about like wellness in the brain we're on the, the frontier of that too we're on the beginning of yeah. figuring out what everything again my one of my favorite quotes is the most complex thing in the world is the human brain according to the human brain yeah it's the most complex thing and it's in us at some point like because our brains are evolving and the way we see things are evolving do you think at some point we could evolve where we see life for what it really is, and then all of a sudden we notice we're just in like a simulation of some sort, and we can see it clearer. Maybe. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, we it's can, very or possible. Or everybody will start being able to see, like, auras and shit. Maybe. I think, yeah, there's so much. You know? I mean, even different animals have been uh, shown to see that there's different waves, uh, lengths of colors that they can see. So there's just, yeah. I just know yeah. there's, yeah. what oh. we're seeing is so small I did just, compared to what it is. My brain's a little, speaking of brain, <laughs> yeah. my brain to speech connection today is very slow. Okay, like, forewarning. I feel like I'm... I'm ready to talk about the dumb drama of The Bachelorette, <laughs> but like this stuff, I'm just like, I'm taking it in and, uh, yeah. Well, that's normal and that's human and that's nothing wrong with that. Okay. So let's switch topics to the funny thing that happened to me this week. Oh. I was at Sierra Trading Post, my new favorite clothing store, and I've never liked shopping How for How often have you been going <laughs> This is, I think, oh, twice. I think I've been twice, but no. three times, four maybe. Uh, it's a great place. I just got cheap clothes or clothes that are marked down a little bit and they're just my style of, of clothing. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I was uh, I was shopping and um, I never liked shopping for clothes. Uh, maybe pop, some of it is the uh, just societal norms for a man. Sure. Some of it is going to the mall with mom and her touching every, <laughs> every single piece of clothing. And it felt like we were there for three, three, four hours when we were there for like 10 <laughs> minutes, I think, at times. Uh, I don't know. I'm a 31-year-old male. I'm in the point of life where yeah. young people think I'm an old man and old people think I'm a child. So I just have no idea where to shop, and I'm really happy if, if you can't tell that I found this place. Yes. So it has good deals. I'm in the men's clearance section. I pick out some shirts to try on, and I see this light, like almost bohemian, button-down, casual shirt that piques my interest. Mm -hmm. So I go to try it on. I put it on. I'm like, oh, this looks pretty good. It feels different. It wasn't like super long, uh -oh. but it was very comfortable <laughs> and flowy. And I looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, this looks okay, a little different. And I, now you know where this is going. I think I did. I thought it was a little weird that the buttons were on the opposite side that I'm used to. Um, so I'm like, huh, this must be like a foreign design or something. Is this like an African or whatever? So I buy it and obviously I bring it home and I look on the tag and it's a women's what? shirt. <laughs> so Wait, our buttons are on different sides. Here we go. I'm glad. Yeah. So the ignorance of never learning that women's buttons are on the left side is embarrassing enough. But then I'm like, fuck it. Who cares if. It's women's. It's comfy. Whatever. It looks good. It's comfy. It's my size. So I didn't. So what, I'm not. Is it white? I haven't. It's light blue. Why do you think oh, it's white? I, I was picturing white. Oh, interesting. So I was even before you asked, I was going to ask, do you know why <laughs> women's clothes buttons are left historically? Well, as for most things, we can't be completely sure. But the best and most agreed upon theory amongst historians is during historical periods like the Renaissance and the Victorian era, Women's clothing was often much more complicated and elaborate than men's. Think petticoats, corsets, bustles. But while rich men often dressed themselves, their female family members most likely had servants to help them put on their clothes, both out of luxury and necessity. To make it easier for servants to button up their employer's dresses, cloth uh, clothiers, is that a fucking word? What yeah. is that? Clothiers might have started sewing buttons on the opposite side so servants can do it. Eventually, as clothing became more and more mass-produced, women's clothes just kept just being made with those buttons way. on the left, and design became standard, so according weird. to Benjamin Radford, who wrote for Live Science in 2010. Uh, that's one expl explanation for why women's clothes button on the left, but why would men's clothes always be on the right? That particular tradition might have roots in how men once dressed for war. Just as wealthy women needed servants to help them get dressed, men's clothing might have taken cues from military uniforms. Because male soldiers often drew their weapons with their right hand, building their clothes with the buttons on the right side would have made it a lot easier to adjust and unbutton with their free left hand. But these are far from the only theories that seek to answer this question. Others include the fact that many women breastfeed while holding their baby with their left arm. 
uh, and also Napoleon. Oh my god, had, I was thinking about that the other day. When I hold things like to carry them, I like when Darcy's nursing I'm on you. Better, yes, when Darcy <laughs> is sucking at the teeth. I I hold things like in my left arm more comfortably okay. than holding them in my right. It's the natural I'm evolutionary. Yeah, and I wondered that. I was like, is it because I can have my right hand free? Yeah. Probably because right? even like a thing about a baseball glove, you put it on the opposite hand so you can yes. have the other hand Catch, for your dominant hand free. Active. So yeah, it's interesting, right? So it could be a similar, similar and thing. And the one before that of the war, their swords, that's why they men are typically on the left side of the wedding mm. and women are on, Never knew that. on the right because then they can get their case sword out any, and they can automatically the, the guys who are trying to come up and yes. take the woman from the from the uh, <laughs> altar um wait they're no they're typically on the right yeah they're typically on the right men yes but i want to be on the i want to be i want to be on the right because that's my good side to get <laughs> yeah so. i would say mine too interesting so still not engaged huh <laughs> 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 okay. uh interesting about the buttons though right yeah, who knew there was so much history of buttons? Yeah, you said last week that it really doesn't matter what a man wears, but how he wears it. But if you had to choose one outfit that you love Max in or just that catches your eye on the street. No, I saw an outfit in Beleza, our coffee shop the other day, and I wrote down what the outfit was so that Max could get it. Nice. What was um, it? It was like a, it was a nice like white t-shirt of like a, let's say a brewing company or a band like. It has like a little emblem and a thing on the back, but like rolled up a little bit on the sleeve. Yeah. You know, that little roll up. Yeah, like a roll up. So you could like really appreciate the biceps and then some nice jeans that were also rolled up just a little bit loose, but also like fitting. And then some cool socks and like high top Nikes. Okay. And I thought that was really hot. Yeah, that's a good one. And you said before you like turtlenecks, not a huge suit woman. Y yeah, no, like a, a boring suit tie yeah like, i'd rather like if you're gonna wear a suit i like the suit with a sure a button up but the top couple buttons unbuttoned yeah yeah that's definitely the casual no more relaxed yeah i don't like the buttoned up like uh like almost corporate look but i have relaxed shirt and tie i really, I really enjoy shirt. for women my favorite by far is i don't even know what it's called it might be like just it's almost like a skirt but down to your ankles and like it's all got a light one uh -huh. And then stomach is showing, uh -huh. and then like a top, just like a small top, St like full, like button, like belly button, or like the mid midriff, midriff, maybe is what I've heard. Yeah, that look drives me crazy. Like a high waisted, it's called a maxi skirt. Maxi skirt, and then just like, but like a light, almost a like a veil, top. like a like yeah. a see through, like almost gauzy. kind of thing. Gauzy, what I sure. Flowy. Yeah, I like that. I like that outfit a lot. Bohemian. There he is. I think that's my new style. Blue shirt. <laughs> Blue women's shirt. I have it. I have it with me. Dude, wait, on it's, right it's in the car. Oh, so I, was, I was thinking about returning it because I can get something. Oh, I can get okay. pickleball rackets. I saw were on sale. Oh, cool. So I was like, I might exchange, but I like my blouse a little bit better. <laughs> I could wear that while playing pickleball. Change my blouse for pickleball. <laughs> uh, it's, I even thought about returning it. I was gonna be like, yeah, my girlfriend. I was like, I don't need to say that. I was like, yeah, my girlfriend fucked up. No. <laughs> I fucked up. So funny. Clothes are another funny evolution. Obviously. Yeah. They were obviously invented out of necessity, and we no longer have that super necessity. Like we do for for things, but it's become 
insane, the fashions. <laughs> like, if we put a caveman, hell, if you put me in front row of some of these fashion shows, it's like, what the fuck? We've yeah, gone too far. We've gone too far. It's, it's like a an joke. Art, it's like an artistic, and then it's, like, all up to one woman's, basically, the person, the creative director of Vogue. It's, like, up to her opinion. It's on very odd. in, like, yeah. all these fat. It's, like, like who yeah, we decides? Yeah, we should all be deciding it's, it's all for ourselves. Yeah. Which is, like, that's art. It's all subjective. Yeah, and it should be your own choice, though. Like, I read a story the other day where this woman showed up to a bridal shower with, like, a kind of a look-at-me top is how they put it. Yeah. And she got, is that still not okay? Do you, how do you feel about that? Is that, like, a, a not a great thing to do is like, um, do a look-at-me thing at someone else's bridal? It's very much still talked about of, like, not to show up the... Even like weddings, right. I think one of my friends did white. cornrows or something <gasps> at a wedding, and somebody was like, "Dude, this isn't like about you or something." It was like a white what guy that they, did cornrows. Oh, well, okay, there's a lot of rooms. <laughs> yeah, well. I was say, if they were the whole wedding color, was white, and they told them that they couldn't wear cornrows. Yeah, that would and be that's weird. Inappropriate, yeah. and uh, a really, really a different racist. conversation. And then. A white person wearing cornrows is also <laughs> not really okay. <laughs> Again, I don't, yeah, I, I have a hard time uh, understanding that. I have to look more into it. Yeah. I just think freedom of expression, like whatever you want to do, I have no I mean, I, I got braids in the Bahamas it. when I was. You're afraid, honoring so the culture in, in ways to my first front, but it's probably because I'm uneducated and I should probably look more into well, it. Well, the, the, I don't know if we want to get into this, but like not the problem much. with that is like, in corporate America too, like getting jobs, like black people and people of color are like told to that or that they don't look get the job white. because they look unprofessional yeah. with that hair when that's a hairstyle that works for their hair for certain reasons and is healthy and protective for their hair. And then you have like white people just wearing it because it looks good it, and they don't get any of that yeah, shit. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's kind of fucked up. But Definitely. Like, well, it sounds like this person did get some shit for it of, like, it looks unperfect or, like, inappropriate yeah. for a wedding. It was more about the attention is taken off the bride. I can see, like, a wedding. What the fuck? It's weird. Like, it's weird to me. Oh I just think, God. I think in pure freedom of expression Maybe through clothing. Maybe the bride's clothing, not hot, then. Yeah. I think you're worried about the wrong things. What are you so insecure about? I just, I Like, that's really going to throw people off yeah, on her I, wedding day? My instinct is you wear whatever the fuck you want at any point in time. Yeah. I hate the idea of corporate America. You have to wear a shirt and tie. I hate my favorite baseball team, the Yankees, doesn't let you have a beard. Yeah. I hate it. I hate all that stuff. I just think, again, there's some problems with individualism, but the way you dress, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't just wear whatever you want. Speaking it, of, like, us evolving into clothing, like, we're all probably a lot more comfortable naked or <laughs> like some of us are I had a friend at work tell a story about this boy that she babysat and he would just be like I'm gonna go in the yard and I don't want you to follow me and she'd be like okay and she would like look out the mm -hmm. window and he would just go out there drop Strip. his pants be naked and just like take like a Jesus stance <laughs> yeah, and just like soak in the sun and like look around and be so naked funny, and just yeah. like would sit out there for a half hour just yeah. like loving being naked. And yeah. I'm like that's so nice. And that pops up a little <laughs> bit so in cute. this episode of The Bachelorette where they oh, all strip okay. down into their stuff. We, we, we got uh, yeah one one more thing I want to talk about before we go to the next uh, segment. Yeah, before we move on, I brought it up last week and you mentioned that you started it. I finished it. You love it, don't you? The bear. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah how many yeah, episodes have you watched? Um, three. Yeah, it's just very popular right now. And a lot of those shows that are popular, I'm not super into, but this one is, incre- is crazy. Short episodes. Yeah, that's Lip Gallagher, a.k.a. Jeremy Allen White, a.k.a. Yeah. Five foot six, sweaty, greasy Chicago line cook heartthrob, runs his dead brother's restaurant after he gives it to him after committing suicide. And it's just like the most unique show going yeah. right now. I've never seen anything like this. I want to know the idea of like, hey, let's make a show about a Chicago kitchen where it's intense and somebody must have worked in one or something like that. I think it's so cool. I love the pacing. I don't feel like it's random or out of the blue at all. Like maybe because I'm involved in like a lot of chef culture. Like I'm not sure. Yeah, the rising of culinary shows has been the last couple years. I watch so many like Top Chef. I follow them all on Instagram. There's like a huge... Final Table, or what's this, the really good one? Chef's Table is incredible on Netflix. And a lot of them on that talk about like getting out of the restaurant business yeah. to open their own because, and it's the intense. addiction, mm-hmm. the um, abuse, the trauma of it, yeah. the working yourself. I just watched the Anthony Bourdain documentary. It's oh, so yeah, it's on my list. Sad. And he was him. the first one to write about mm-hmm. this stuff in Kitchen Confidential. And like, it's so weird talking about the, again, this comes back to the air conditioning argument. This comes back to the fashion. Like, it's food. Like, we're supposed to eat it to survive. And it's become this, when you're watching that show, yeah. it's like, they're going to eat today. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. That's why I had such a hard time working in the kitchen. Because yeah. they're like, stress the guys, that our manager's just yelling at us. I'm like, dude, this is a these are rich people, like, having burgers. Just settle the fuck down. Who cares? But yeah, but it's also their life. It's their life. It's, it's their life. Made it it's into their art. Work. I love food just as much as I love anything. And I love, like, a, a just a fancy, prepared something I have never had before. But the pacing and the intensity of the show, emotional, they hit everything. Even the editing, the, the shots of the food itself, yeah, so great. I love the cut, cutting and just like everything about the show. It's just I would highly recommend it above any other show like you've probably been recommended already. Have you ever had Italian beef? That's what they're, that's what they're, no. me neither. Like I've a, never a been typical Chicago, Chicago Italian. It's a very, I think it's go. a very, it's just that part of the country. What, what would I call it? Like segmented food. I really want to have, obviously I've had a cheesesteak. It's a similar style, yeah. different culture, but the Jardinera, they actually have that oh, yeah. at, the first time I ever had it, it's amazing at Snarf's in Denver and mm. Boulder. They make a really good jardinier. I think I'm saying that correctly. The probably American version. It's I just like pickled it peppers. It's so delicious. Yeah, it's like pickled carrots, cauliflower, peppers. Yeah, it's like hot. It's like a little spicy. Yep. And I think I might get Snarf's today. I know. I'm it's really hungry right now. And had, a sandwich. All I had was a handful really of almonds good. today. <laughs> it's going to, after my post-hike euphoria, I might yeah. stop and get a sandwich. So before I get that sandwich, before I do that hike, before I go back, into I guess we're in a little bit of air conditioning but before any of that we're going to go into our second episode of The Bachelorette so if you have no interest I think you should stick around uh, you obviously can are free. we're going to be talking about men in banana hammocks we yeah probably stick around that's yeah at least like 70% of the country probably between gay and female they all would like that they would like that uh, gay straight female whatever gay straight female see ya <laughs> Bachelorettes. We open up Gabby and Rachel talking, and Gabby says something like, "We made the decision. We couldn't have the had the rose ceremony." I'm getting better and better. And she also it's like really moves good. her head a little bit. She's like, "I don't even yeah. know if I can do this anymore." Um, 
So she says, we made the decision we couldn't we couldn't have had the, the rose ceremony. Is that true? You said last week that it would have been better if they just I had the normal. Did. Yeah. And I, I didn't agree at the time. I thought it would have been more embarrassing having 29 people come up and get a rose and realize they're thrift. But after thinking about it, I think I've come around. Taking like, it was almost like taking the rejects out to the courtyard and just sending them home. I didn't know. It seemed a little brutal. Uh, it was a brutal bounce of the boring twins and the magician. <laughs> I think I still think all of them should team up and get like a TikTok and create a comedy show. I think is right for humor. But you probably don't know this. A little silver lining for the twins: they will be on Paradise. Oh, <laughs> the that two was, twins! I heard that people really wanted to see more of them. Yeah, let's. Like I think slighted. if you remember, there was that famous pair of twins when I first started watching. It was two blonde women. Yeah, one's like married to William Carlson now. Yeah, they both got married in like the same. Year. It was the, the one of the best players for the Vegas Golden Knights. Like the, I was like, she's married to him now, and she looked unrecognizable when I saw it too, which oh, is fascinating yeah. how this works. But she did look amazing. But I remember they were a, a big source of comedic production. Yeah. So I imagine these guys, the producers, are like, it's yeah, let's good. get the twins. They in need there. to just like separate from each other a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, we'll see if they can okay. do that. Okay, so this made me think of another trend that I hated from our youth, which is becoming a daily or a weekly segment. <laughs> I think it was uh, around high school for me. It was usually for like a friendly connection, which again, I have uh, probably an endless amount of offensive takes on high school friendship, but I believe it resulted from the infamous insane Charlie Sheen rant. Do you remember that? I do. He talks about having tiger blood and shit and wonder what he's up to now. We haven't heard from him in a while. It's an Um, interesting thing. His daughter. Oh, I saw this. Started an OnlyFans and at first he He was against it. He was against it. (laughs) And then her mom came out. Who's Denise Richards, one of the most beautiful women in history. Yes, was I supported and I think her mom even She started one. That's an OnlyFans. And then he came back out and said some like old timey phrase, like Charlie Sheen phrase of like, how he supports her no matter what. It's whatever. weird. It's because he probably looks the way he looks at women. And now his daughter is that. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't, I can't look at you yeah. like that. But that's bullshit. That's double standard. And uh, Denise Richards is a fucking queen. Okay, what are you going to do? Yeah, she's amazing. So do you have any idea where I'm going with this? No. Okay. <laughs> well, if two people had any of the same thing, a similar bracelet, an outfit, the same hairstyle, hair color, it would be like a Facebook picture with the caption, Twinning. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, God. I just had to fucking put that out there because I hated that. I don't know. There's probably some... I was going to ask your thoughts about maybe it's the psychology behind the, the, the uh, anthropomorphic kind of just... What, even especially with, like, female and friends. Yeah. There's this weird thing of, like, like wanting to be match. the same... It's a, it's a way of connecting. It's a weird way of connecting. Someone walks into a party like, my twin! And like, they look nothing alike. It was just something oh, that... that was a big huge, deal. Like, huge, in high school and, like, down the thing. shore. It's just the way people connected that twin. weren't really close. Wait, can you say names and then bleep them out of anybody you remember who had <laughs> twins? I don't know. I was like... I just remember being in high school being like, you guys are never going to talk in three years. <laughs> and I was right. Every year something else comes true that high school Kyle was right about. Yeah. Okay, keep it tally. Sociological visionary. (laughs) Anyway, enough uh, bragging. Um, Yeah. Well, first, so the episode opens up with 29 guys living together. Could you, like, it looked, that looked awful. There was multiple times in this episode where it was like, it was a bizarre mood. Like eight or ten? Yeah, and that was a madhouse. Absolutely. And all the testosterone bottled up, especially, they're all like, weightlifters they're all like jacked so they're all that testosterone again that's the whole premise of the show it's very similar as 29 if there's never 29 but 
20 women living together, yeah. all that shit, it's going to make for something's going to go down. No matter who you... How Do you, you think put, it's true that they really didn't have enough beds or they just, like, produced... Oh, I didn't say... Did they way? say that? Yeah, there was, like, guys sleeping on the outside <laughs> couches and stuff. Maybe because usually, don't they... People go... More people go home night one. That's true. So yes, they probably maybe. maybe have a 24 beds and they, yeah. for whatever reason, were like, no, we're only kicking three out tonight. <laughs> uh, so... so um, all right, so then we move to into a very sexist, typical bachelorette sexualization of men where we have a talent show. Yeah. But we can't just have a normal talent show. It's a talent show with the bare minimum of clothing on. Um, so, again. I just felt so sad. Like, they don't do, I mean, you talk about, like, when the women, first of all, no bachelor, if there were two bachelors, they wouldn't give women skimpy bikinis. Could you imagine? To do a thing. There's yeah. no way. Back and in the day, like, maybe. It's like, okay, so we're doing it for men. We're over-sexualizing men. But does that equal out the way that women have been over-sexualized? Right, that's the argument. Bit, that, like, it's okay? Right. I don't know. Not really. Apparently, to The Bachelor, it is. Yeah. And then, what, what I have a problem with is, just like with all the women who sign up for The Bachelor, there's not much... Variety? Body positivity. Like, there's not a good variety of body... No, they all look the same. ...image. And so, like, there's maybe... From what I saw, one, two, three, like three or four maybe men who don't have that rip. A ripped, super rip body. Whatever but they're body. still like healthy. And like imagine like having to show that right off Yeah, imagine if I was there. Complete comparison. That's so It sad. would be really, really difficult to yeah. get to with these, again, with, the, with these people all doing this. And there's no reason why you couldn't have a regular talent show. I don't understand why. Yeah, they're like, we're going to have a I guess cool it was party, kind of but a let's beauty. make, we want to see their washboard hats. Yeah, it's part hats. of getting that, like I talk about their main demographic, which is Midwestern housewives. With I want to see us. That want us because their husband hasn't they had them since the 80s. Gut. Yeah, so that's okay. whatever. I can appreciate the male body just as much as the next heterosexual man overall. Mm-hmm. I, I do when I see one. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And you have to work hard for it a lot of times. Sometimes you don't. Yeah. But there's something to be said about just putting the discipline and the dedication in. So that's pretty cool. So before we judge them, what would your talent be? If you were to have a talent show, do you think? Now, let's take away the being in a bikini or whatever. Would you? Oh, do you have something that pops to so your head? hard for me. What would be my talent? Am I talentless? I would, I'll do, while you're thinking. Like a stand-up performing talent? I don't know if I have one. Yeah, I'm trying to think even for you. You can sing a little bit. I can sing. Yeah. But like. It would probably be that. But it's like that not good, like right. I have to you do it. Right, you need music. I would not... have to do it funny. Yeah. A little bit. Right. Like, like I might sing a, like, a, like a um, Disney song. Yeah. be like really dramatic. Yeah, let's see. What else can you do? You can hula hoop. Or oh, use it really I kid. can, when I'm stoned, I'm really good <laughs> at, like, uh, what's it called? interpretive dance oh i remember music. you used to do that when you were a little little girl and it's dad yeah. would always be like oh jamie's doing one of her interpretive dances yeah. right now we have a ton of them oh on video, that's such I a nice reflection i don't remember that we have but a ton like, of them on home videos I, so whatever i like I, I will sometimes put on a show for max like a song i really i danced to dog days are over the other day that's one of my favorite I dancing just songs went ever start to, like i really committed and went start to finish and did like a funny sometimes like yeah. can can like thing so I feel like that'd be funny. What about an explanation on how to cook your favorite dish? Kind of something. Boring. <laughs> it's kind of boring, unless you made it funny again. Um, I sat in front of, like, my group and, like, talked about how I... <laughs> I don't know if I like this in here, but, like, how I got in the middle of the class Romeo and Juliet in high school and, like, the dramatic story. Like, I told a dramatic... In high school? Story. High oh. school story. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that would be interesting for a talent show as well. it was well. really dramatic. <laughs> yeah. 
I would probably juggle while doing impressions. <laughs> and I'm like, I have a lot of things that I could choose from. I know. I was going to say, would you, I was thinking about you. I was like, you would either do like a roast, like yeah. a stand-up roast. That's, that would be clever to do um, as much as I knew about the guys and the women so far. I would do the impression of Gabby. Yeah, like, exactly. That's such an easy thing to just pull out. I, luckily, I, that's like, that would I be my ideal. You're too. probably right, because it would be like self-aware yep. and show wit and things like that. Are we secretly hoping Gabby doesn't find anybody? So I said that about Katie. I've said that about <laughs> Michelle. I'll take any, but I'm um, no, not happily now, together now. I am yes. exclusive now, by the okay. way. That's a new, that's a new development. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, Logan goes first. Don't I, fucking like this. I, here, here's the thing, though. I before we get to uh, things that matter, I noticed I can look at him a lot easier this episode because last episode I said I just had a hard time looking at his face. I don't know if he fixed his beard or something, but I just thought he looked a little cuter than the first episode. I think his beard was like shaved up too high or I'm so bad at knowing the, that kind of stuff. But I just thought he looked better. Okay. So anyway, they ask questions while they're up there, almost like a beauty pageant. And they ask how his former lovers would describe them. Mm-hmm. And he says stubborn. Mm-hmm. And for me, that would be a bit of a yellow flag. I think if someone was to say that, that it's just something that I don't love. Um, I'm talking <laughs> to a tourist right now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, <laughs> Max and I's like biggest thing for one another is that we are just you're both, both very stubborn very people, stubborn. yeah. Which yeah. is again a lot of times when you're very intelligent, sometimes it's hard to take the advice of who you would deem idiots. <laughs> you have your own opinion. It's so funny, like we've both been working on it, and it takes a lot of effort to be like, "That's a good idea." <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's really that's really difficult. But I thought it was cool that he was able to say that. For me, it would be hard to yeah. be like. Those kind of things. But I was wondering, what would you say if you were in front of him and Max was like, what would, what would exes your exes? Say? For me, each ex would say something differently, obviously. Um, but what do you think the things that your ex would say in that just brief period of time you have to answer? Because obviously these questions are so loaded. Probably. Let's interview all of our exes for the podcast. Okay. And see what they would say. Hey, I podcast I listened to did that. That's an I think Interview with an ex. It's interesting. I, I know one of my exes would do it. I actually, I, this is a really good question. I don't know. Yeah. For me, I think they would say, it, again, it depends. I had a, one really yeah. long relationship a long time ago who really got to know me more than anyone else. She would say irresponsible. She would say honest, funny, uh, fun. And she would say things like that. Just like, I remember when we broke up, she was just like, yeah, I had a lot, we had a lot of problems and it was overall probably a negative experience, oh. but she didn't say that, <laughs> but she said, I don't think I would be, I'm going to cut this out because this is, <laughs> this is too self gorging, but she's like, I don't, I think I, no matter who I dated, I would have been dumber if, uh, if I dated someone else. So Aww, I was like, that felt really, really good nice. at the time, don't especially. Cut that out, Kyle. That's um, wonderful. Yeah. I mean, people don't hear that. Um, I smart. Yeah. I think I was thinking about negative things, which is hard to think about, but like <laughs> positive things. Also because I did the breaking up. Yeah. And they didn't Like want we've went over multiple times up. in the podcast. You've never been dumped. Big Once. thing. Twice. What? Three times a lady. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? Twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My first boyfriend right, ever. Right. But that's a That we dated for like a week. And I got dumped right at the dance through yeah. text. And then I got okay. dumped does... through text my first boyfriend in high school. Okay. Do you want to call him out? Sean fucking Corbin. Um, and what was I gonna say? What oh, I think say? they would. I think they would say that I was very like put together, like put together, like responsible, mm-hmm. nurturing, like took care of them, um, like understanding, empathetic, um, and then flip side probably stubborn, 
maybe a little bit like thinks I'm better than them. Yeah, a little condescending. Yeah, condescending. Um, Which comes up in this episode a lot too with another person. Yeah, I'm pretty. Good it's hard. It's hard to know like know. what Alec would say about you now. It's hard to know. Yeah, because people. I, I I was talking with my current girlfriend last night about how I would love so much to talk to my ex. So we haven't talked since ten years since we broke up. We were together for five out of six years, and like I just want to see so much how she's changed, what life well, is like. It's very difficult. On this theme, like my ex called me last year when he got broken up with. And asked, like, my therapist's, but yeah. also ex-girlfriend perspective yeah. on why do you feel like I keep getting this feedback from girlfriends mm. when they break up with me? Like, It was what, the same thing that you gave this, him? Yeah, it was like, what is this about? Um, so at least there's, like, curiosity there. Of yeah, you want to change. And I it's loved really having hard. that conversation. I thought yeah. it was a cool... <laughs> oh, here's this, isn't it? I was like, okay, how much <laughs> you get? 150 an hour, my friend. Right. Yeah, that's the good thing about maybe having a therapist is next. But, okay, you called out Logan's fuckboy energy. Yes. And he's got it. <laughs> but Hard. I did like his worm joke. Again, he, and no, I like that was He good. was like, they started out with the butterfly. And then, it again, good. it shows a little boldness and not afraid to look dumb, which and I always like in people. he did it good. Hey, he killed it. If he fucked it up, it would have been And they good. say, mm-hmm. if a guy can dance, then he can fuck. That's what they say. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so then they go, they go through a bunch of them really quick. Uh, Quincy stands out with the suspender green things and they blew her out his butt. Did anything stand out for you? Um, Avon spins the basketball, which I liked, obviously. It was some saying some emotional things. He needs to lighten up a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. He's a little, like, uh, softy. Too serious. Yeah, in early on. Um, Meatball covering himself in tomato sauce. I actually was also gagging. Yeah, this Um, is. I want to talk about that. I almost threw up. I do not. Like, food and sex mixed. (laughs) No, thank you. I was, I was a little kid hating getting anything on my fingers. I still don't like eating <laughs> wings because – so imagining a, a sauce dumped all over my body, ugh, that's just not – I just did not like that. I had to look away a little bit. There's something about that that just freaks me out. Although Meatball Guy's growing on me a little bit. Oh, well, the double date at the end. That at the end. We'll get to that eventually. Jacob put on the glasses and talks about saving on a mortgage. Oh, I thought that, that was, was funny good. because it's it such awesome. a juxtaposition of his – intro and he was in. he's shirtless and yeah, yeah he's always been that and then he puts up the chair which could yeah. be like a strip tease yeah what's or he doing and he goes the opposite route. and it, i thought that was i loved hilarious. it i thought it, I, he yeah. was scoring points johnny me. made a big impression on both of them surprising not on me but he made it i was gonna got, ask you that actually really pointed out yeah they were both like talking about how he's so attractive well, i think he's attractive but no more so than the other people but that's all uh before that gabby i think randomly in a quick shot asks uh, Gryffindor Hufflepuff oh, question, yeah. <laughs> which is absurd because there's a reason there's four houses, first of all. So you have to go all four. You can't ask totally. for one of the better. You're Gryffindor, right? Get out of here. No. Say it's funny to me. You're like little Hermione Granger. Oh, that's really nice. What a it's really not. It's really yes, not. It She's so stuck up and like. It's amazing. Hermione is the best. Well, there we go. So Everyone <laughs> loves Hermione. So how are you not Gryffindor? That's so Ravenclaw. much like getting real. No, I'm Ravenclaw. Well, I took the fucking test. I don't want to fucking read All right, all right, all right, all right. I was going to say, I'm probably slithering to you. And you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're gripping doors. Yeah, to I would have never guessed Oh, they, they're the ones who value intelligence, learning, wisdom, and wit and yeah, originality. Great. Yeah, that's me. It's me too. Fucking Luna Lovegood. Okay. All right. Well, that didn't go as I planned. Okay. Well, what? what did you, you want me to be Gryffindor? You want to try it again? 
Okay, I want you to be insulted that I called you Hermione. I want you to be Gryffindor. No, it's because Emma Watson, as she gets older, she's amazing. But in the beginning, she's just stuck up and like has to get good grades, doesn't care about having fun. Christ. <laughs> Can I be both? Well, yeah, you're Hermione and then grew up. Into, into, into nice Hermione. Yeah. Well, we'll have to take the test on the on the podcast I, maybe one time. I one took day. the test already. Yeah, but there's we have to the official one. We have to call Mr. Potter himself with the uh, Dumbledore. Okay, so... He's dead, Kyle. <laughs> um, right. R.I.B. And then Chris. Chris he starts I, out okay with the basketball thing. I was like, this isn't horrible. This is an awkward position. And then wait, he starts... he was the one that did the basketball thing yeah, and... That's where he started. And then he started singing and I was like... Again, it wasn't awful singing. I wanted to fast forward. The I writing... I stop myself. It's... When there's no music, you have to be incredible everybody singer. Everybody to my west. <laughs> yeah. to my Yeah, it wasn't... I didn't need it. They didn't put enough thought into the writing there. Oh, this motherfucker. But I still thought he got a little unfairly dragged for the singing itself. Like, when they put up tone deaf, that's a little, that's a little, it's a little strong. Who said that? In the, instead of his name, or instead of his oh, occupation, they put job. tone deaf. I thought that was a little harsh, but they probably knew what was coming. I think they, they were going to turn him into this exactly. villain. Before we get into that, any more thoughts on this talent show? There wasn't, it, it went really fast. No, I honestly was just cringing at what they all had to do. Like, I yeah. would feel so nervous. Yeah. And they were in a very small room. Yeah, it was weird. The whole thing you was, know? there's always something like this in the, in the in Bachelor that, or Bachelor that we don't, Intense. we don't love. Um, all right. Sorry. Before that, even though, even more so, back at the house, we had a date card. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this is after the show. And Avon, Logan, Brandon, Jason, Johnny, Colin are the perceived winners, I guess. They kind of were like, you guys stood out for the Naked Talent show. So you're going to go to the after party. So we have an after party of sorts. And Rachel pulls Jason. And he looks mm-hmm. like, a little like that one actor from the town. He's in the Goodwill Hunting, too. I never remember his name. He runs in that circle. He's got maybe like a little reddish hair. I think he might have been on Dax. And he was really good. I surprisingly. know you're talking about. I always forget his name. But he looks a tiny, tiny, tiny bit like him, do you think? Yeah. That's why I said he's the guy at the party that always gets too Yeah, <laughs> that was a funny comment. But first rejection of the lead, I think, I because he, like, Rachel pulls him, right? And he's like, I think he's, I'm just more into Gabby. Yep. Which I think is not the best idea this early yeah. to segment yourself yeah. so, so early. early too, but because if Gabby is a being, she'll send you home yeah. right away. Whereas, who knows? You haven't even gotten to know Rachel Exactly. Yet. So you've only seen surface level things of these people. So and I Rachel think you should... so far... She's hard to get to know. I, yeah, she's. she's a little I knew fake. this. I saw this on Clay. It's not fake. It's just, it's just a little dull. I think she's really like that, where she's like, she's just a little less personality. Well, than I think what I, what I said is I like, mean, I think Gabby. right now she's trying to hold it all together and like act like everything's fine and like be this like host. And I think she's gonna have. A, I want her to have a little bit of a breakdown. Yeah, I think it will probably. I want us to it see will more happen. realness. That is realness to me, at least. Yes. Okay. So then. The face change when Rachel got yeah. kind oh, of. And she was like, oh, no, it's not. Yeah, she problem. said, you're fine, you're, you're fine. fine. Like, she's talking to herself, right? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're, fine. <laughs> you're just rejected. And then we go to Gabby's talking to Johnny, and he says, he exudes, she says, he exudes confidence. Mm-hmm. I guess. I, again, I wasn't, it seems like that cool, too cool for school. I think that's why they liked him during yeah. the. What did he do? He, like, put on a pilot hat. And oh. Yeah, and he just kissed both of them. He said yes. they asked him, which one would you want to yeah, kiss? Yeah, both. Both, which is an uh, okay answer, I guess. It worked. And then they edited it around to mm-hmm. seem like none of the guys were into Rachel, kind of. Yeah, like she just got rejected. She went to go in. Gabby was hitting it off with Johnny, who Rachel also liked. Yeah. 
And so she's starting to feel like, damn, did we just invite a bunch of people who love Gabby? Yeah. And she's and starting to like, oh no. Like this. Yeah. yeah. Again, edited probably a little bit like but that. And there's Logan. Yeah. Before, right before that, I did mention though, the Harry Potter with Colin, I think it was. He talks oh, about yeah. like, the writing. It actually reminded me of me a little bit. Yeah. Cause it was like in the wickets of something that she didn't really care about. Yeah. If like I was on a date with Rachel, that's what it would look like. Yeah. It'd be like someone who has all Remember, these things to well, say. She kept saying, yeah, she didn't like that the men weren't really getting deep. That they yeah. were just talking about. Harry Potter jobs authors. or the Harry, I really love Harry Potter. Yeah. Do you like to read? <laughs> no. But he was he was passionate about it though. He had yeah, some, this cute. reason, reason, reason why I liked it. It just wouldn't go great with Rachel's. Again, to me, kind of pageant queen Southern, yeah. even I don't know how true that is. We'll see if we see more deep. But okay, Logan comes to Rachel's rescue and says, What does he say? The one thing I noticed about you is that you're brave. And and again, fishing up. here. He's 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 the one who got naked, did the worm, and was like, "You're brave." I think he just wanted her to say, "No, you're no, you're the one who's brave. You're the one who goes well, naked." See, this is where I'm seeing a little bit of like the phony and like a little bit of like I don't want to call it manipulation because like everybody has to. Flirt it's a dating and find manipulation a little, but it's like he knows that Rachel wants some like deep thing, and so mm-hmm. he's saying, "I felt like I had to be brave." And that reminded me of how brave you, you are. are. Yeah, and totally. I was like, yeah. like ew, like that's such a calculated. But not because he's not doing that consciously. It's like the. Sub- I think he's doing. I don't think he's that smart. I think he was thinking, "How am I going to connect with her right now?" I think that happens subconsciously. I really do. Really? Yeah, but it it is a showcase well, of who he is. Well, if it's subconscious, then that's problematic as well. Yeah, exactly. That's scary. It's more of that. It's if more he that. went into the conversation saying. Oh, here's how I can connect with her. It's a little bit like psychologically manipulative, but not as terrifying. Yeah, I th- I, I don't know. We'll never know. He I was guess, more truly. real with Gabby. I felt. yeah, like that one. Like I most did, of the guys. That that one are. didn't bother me. Yeah, but um, it worked. It's good timing for his thing with Rachel. She was really into him after. I know. It, it, you're right. She was in a vulnerable. And she was in a vulnerable state. I don't right. Like it. I don't no, like I don't it. like it either. All right. Then they cut to Logan being sweet to Gabby, as you said. He kisses her too. And I thought I wrote down a little justice for Mario because Gabby is frankly just an awkward kisser in front of the cameras, I think. Yes. She so just I was just going to say, of. she just like leans out too much. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't look natural. It, like I said, if I was in front of the camera, it would not. I don't think it would look yeah. natural either. It's a really hard position to be in. But out of all the bachelorettes and bachelors I've seen now, it's probably she's probably the most awkward, consistent kisser. Yes. Then Gabby and Rachel talk to each other and they both say that they kissed Logan. Yep. And you have the moment of Rachel saying she likes him, and Gabby, yeah, Gabby says she really... heart drops. She said in the confessional, she's like, my heart drops yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and she bit. really stepped back, like, didn't even say anything. Like, you could tell she didn't feel comfortable to say, I like him, too. Yeah. I feel like if we she really liked too. someone, she would. We'll see. It's going to happen. Yeah. They're definitely, I'm surprised the whole she didn't tell of. her that she also kissed him. She did, I thought. No, she did? Or she at least said, I had a good conversation with him. Yeah, I don't think She might have not said kissed. You might up. be right. I have to go back and look. I, I don't. I don't know. And then For, I also thought there was like nodding and her saying yeah a lot and like looking yeah. uncomfortable. I think it might have been a lot of editing also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'd, um, <laughs> for me, it would be really tough. If I would, would more, it would be a lot easier now. But like when I was in high school, in middle school, if you had an attraction to someone else, I'd be like, well, that means I'm not special enough to, to yeah, you, which is bullshit. But I would get so insecure if I, if there was two bachelors and one of the bachelor kissed another, I'd be like, okay, that's yours. That's you're going to develop the, that relationship. I'll try it with someone else. I'd be out. See, I think I would make it a competition. Right. And that's, <laughs> I think I'd be like, Oh really? And I actually, I don't even know if I would tell them, but I would be like, I kind of like 
him too. We'll see how it goes. And then I think <laughs> I would make me like that person more. Yeah. To see if I could win. Interesting. Two sides of the <laughs> unhealthy mentally perspective yeah. of both of us. Um, all right. But yeah, like you said. coming from a root of insecurity. <laughs> totally. Gabby concedes Logan, as you said, to Rachel and gives her rose to Johnny. So they had a good uh, connection. Mm-hmm. And then we had a one-on-one between the remaining guys that another date card was going to get picked. It was Rachel's date. And she picks the race car driver, Jordan. No surprises there. They had a connection in the first episode. Um, so then they're going on the date, driving down the California coast in a nice car. My favorite place to drive in the world, I wrote. I love, as you know, I go on that two-hour drive every morning there yeah. in California. It's just beautiful. I think there's just like some kind of energy where people drive fast and everyone's like drives well. And I, I love it. Um, I was just like, they were in a nice car. I was a little jealous. It was really cool. And they pull up to an airport, apropos for the pilot, Rachel. Jordan seems to be so scared, which is very funny because the speeds you go in a race car, but as we know, heights are very different. I know. Very different than, than, than That's speed. That's true. It's a, it's a different fear, different thing that you're doing altogether. Yeah, cute. Would there be any date uh, where you'd be like that, where you'd be like, nope, too scared to do this. I'm not. No. I don't not think if you, it was I can't a, see you doing that. Not if it was on a show and I went on this thing to have like an experience. Yeah. See, that. I just know, I think I've said on the podcast, my story about my, the pirate ship at the fair. <laughs> I know I would be in such a terrified state that I would do it, but I'd be fucking terrified because I just, yeah. my body doesn't yeah, get like adrenaline that way. Yeah, like a skydiving date, I would be terrified, but I've, I would do it. I would do it I would, 100%. I would be able to, to get myself there, but I wouldn't enjoy it. And I couldn't, it would, be, it would be, I would be a little bit like Jordan. It would be hard for me to enjoy myself and to be my full self. I think in those situations. You know situations. what might be a, a diving, a diving date. Might what do you mean, like water? It would be really hard for me. I think I'd be really scared. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Or but like, yeah. He seemed yeah, nervous. But I would do it. I think, yeah. I would still I do really it. Think I would. There's nothing again, I it goes do. back to that jackass days where. Yeah. Any, I wouldn't want to do any of that. But if the camera's on me, you better fucking well. I'm not <laughs> looking like a pussy in front of my friends. There's no way. Okay, so he seems nervous for multiple reasons. I wrote down. They seem, I wrote down that they have an, enough of an early connection. They share a pretty cool kiss in the zero G. They go up in the plane all the way to the sky and it's zero gravity. I thought it was cool, a cool experience to have. Okay. And then they go back to the house. Chris is getting a little presumptuous. Mm-hmm. He's talking, he starts talking about fantasy suites. Mm-hmm. And you really got to watch what you say at all times around here. I think it's so hard because they kind of, there's nothing to do. So they're just, okay, you guys go and have a conversation. It's probably what the producers yeah. got. And so it's hard to just, he does come off as cocky. He says he would not be okay with someone sleeping with someone else, which, again, seems like 1950s stuff to me. Yes. Right. Before we get in back, we go back to the one-on-one date after the flight with Jordan and Rachel. What did you think about their conversation at the dinner? There just wasn't much there. You know what? I was really excited. Like, I actually was like, oh, they're... But he seemed young. He seems very young. I don't know how young he is. But he turned from this, he like... He looks young. That's his biggest yeah, thing. Yeah, he's, like, sexy drag racer. They had such a connection, like, in the beginning. And then once they sat down, I think even, like, his nerves... That has a lot to do ...on the it. plane and, like, her having to make sure he's okay... Yeah, you've said this last episode. ...can really be unattractive to some women. Yeah. And I think then... He didn't um, have much outside of his parents divorcing and then... Well, <laughs> wait, I don't think about it. Yeah, so as soon as he talks about little brother and sister, and he goes, we went through a tough situation when we were younger. I was, like, rubbing my hands together. Yeah. Like, a Disney villain being like, where's the childhood trauma? Eater, yeah. Like, let's go. Just and, can't wait for the grief. And it was, <laughs> it was intense uh, about, you know, I, I thought it was important to know about him, like, of what type of person he is, that he's had to 
be this adult and like, yeah. his way that he views relationships. And she, it's a hard position for her to be sitting there and be like, I don't. Yeah, they great. It happens to me sometimes yeah. when I dated a girl who had divorced parents. It's like, well, my this. parents loved each other really well. Luckily, mom. No, passed. no, no. I'm oh. saying like to have somebody open up like that and then oh. all of a sudden be like, I'm not interested. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, totally. To, to have they not have the spark, it's hard. But I feel like a lot of people will still like. I can be not into someone and still feel empathy towards them and 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 de- a depth towards them. I know. It's didn't... just it's just difficult. Like yeah, a difficult this time arena. to break up with somebody, and you can yeah. tell that's what she was. Good point. Yeah, that's a great point. Worrying about. And before we had that scene. We had the guys confronting Chris and then as soon I was still like a little bit like you guys are being a little harsh on him. And then when he defended himself and I think this little line was him calling women females with no slang or irony. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's usually a red flag yes, nowadays. Flag. Um, and just the way he talks. Yeah. Very condescending I mean, as they kept calling out the guys called him out for being controlling. Coach? Is he? I think yeah, that. Yes. And I right saw on. that. Do you remember first episode? Yeah. I was like, Red flag Carl because it's a Carl yeah. situation. Totally. These mentality coaches are weird. so bypassing and they use the like you're not work. blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Well, where all these men are like, you're being fake. Yeah. Like this is not authentic. A lot of those motivational speakers to me come off as so inauthentic yes, and so fake. It's, a, it's fake it till you make it kind of yes, job. Exactly. And it's bullshit and it's not going to get you where you really want. It might work for one out of a hundred guys, but for the general population, it's not going to work. Really. They call him out. They keep saying he's being controlling. It's so true. He's controlling every narrative, every conversation that he's had. Um, then it's back to the date. So we said Jordan through the divorce, Rachel in the confessional says he's perfect and exactly what she's asked for, but there's something missing. Uh, she gets up and actually that's when I wrote down again, this is very <laughs> man of me, but I was like, wow, she actually, uh, Rachel's kind of hot in the red dress. It's like rejecting this guy. She looks kind of hot. Yeah. Person. I was like, wow, she looks really good in that dress. You love a good rejection. So she knows there's a million guys here. She's not feeling it. Uh, no decision has been made yet. She says, she's like, I haven't made up my decision and we get a Gabby date card and she picks Nate and he looks shocked like he's never been picked for anything yeah, in his oh, life. He it was so very cute. cute. I love Nate. He hits the confessional with a let's go and I'm very, very done with that exclamation. It's been 10 years now. We got to <laughs> switch to something else. Tom Brady, go F yourself. I'm just done with it. Okay. But I'm really happy for him. I just love seeing someone genuinely happy and he looks so genuinely happy. And then back to Rachel who feels bad at this point. I think yep. she realizes she wants to break up. And okay, I was going to ask you, have you ever been in a situation with someone that you wanted to like? You were like, like her, she said, he's perfect. He's got this. He's got that. He's exciting. But this and that. But I just don't feel it. Yeah. I've totally been in that situation. I think we talked about it last season as well. I used it's to, very I, difficult. I got to that point with my two boyfriends before Max. Like that's why, why it would be hard to break up yeah. with them or I'd break up with them and get back together and then break up again because Same. it was very much like everything... I want to, but there just wasn't like an attraction or yeah. something just wasn't meshing back then. But now that I have more like awareness, I knew why those things Interesting. Were yeah. With my out. longest relationship, it happened. I would go to sleep and before sleep, she would like tell me she loves me, do all these things. And, I'd, and she would leave my house and I'd be like, holy shit. Like she has this, this, and this. She has all these things going for her. She's so attractive. She's so sweet. She's so kind. She's going to make a great mom. She's all these things, but I fucking don't feel it. I just yeah. don't feel it. And I would be like, it wasn't God, but I'd just be like, please, just universe, please just let me feel it. I know I'm going to be better off 
if I felt it for her as strongly and it just never happened. And for me, it might be a little different than for your situation. It was more of a, I wasn't ready. Yeah. That was a bigger thing where I didn't, I wasn't conscious. I wasn't conscious of that at the time. This isn't my person right now. I was not ready for that kind of relationship. I had nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with me, I think, in the long run. Yeah, like a lot of mine was, oh, I'm not attracted, I'm not attracted, I'm not attracted. But really, it wasn't about that for me there was a whole nother it's much deeper than around that, uh, like often it's hard to be vulnerable with somebody yeah i could go yeah and therapy all week i could fucking tell you there you go yeah so okay i thought it was very strong and mature for rachel not the easy thing to do is give him the rose and give him another chance we have a, an initial connection we can i can see him he's cute he's his race car driver it but it's so early it would be really tough for me to get that first date card yeah and then get sent home because that doesn't happen very often. Usually towards the end, no, you get the one-on-one. No, it does one. not happen. Usually you get the one-on-one. Thinking, it's like, oh, wait, it's over? I just, I thought this was going to be the beginning. It's very unheard of that the first one-on-one I can't remember in any of our but, seasons. Like, Rachel, I think, means business. And I feel like she can't yeah. fake it. It's good. She made the it. absolute right decision. And yeah, rather than just leading this person on. But like, that's like Claire energy a little bit of like, I wonder... If she's going to find somebody really fast and just cling. Yeah. Once she gets that. I wonder if like her, she'll end earlier than Gabby. Yeah. It's possible. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they don't even get to go to the private concert. One of, one of those yeah. awkward country music concerts they usually skip through. The people, yeah. It was just awkward for the musicians. They're like, hey, date's over. You can perform anyway. That was your big break, but there's nobody dancing here. They take Jordan's stuff out. Jacob is befuddled. He throws his hands up on his head. He can't believe that <laughs> someone gets so... up home on a, on a dating show. He's funny. Yeah, he's funny. Reminds me a little bit of like a bit, a little bit of a more aware, like John Paul Jones, even like nice. that kind of like that kind of energy. Rachel says at one point, what does she say? She's like, does she say, I don't feel like Rachel, the bachelorette or I, what do you, I think she said, I don't want to be Rachel, the bachelorette. I just want to be Rachel. Well, you're on the wrong show <laughs> because you didn't have the complete chance to do that. I think it was like a comment on, I don't want to have to be breaking up. With yes. Which like is this. so very difficult to do. It's obviously, especially for women. It's really hard for a lot of men too, but for more so for women, cause they're so empathetic. It's mm-hmm. they, they see the love for that men have. And, and if it's a nice, sweet guy, it's really hard to reject them. Yeah. Um, Another showcase of why it's good to have another bachelorette here because she can go in and vent to her, right? Yeah. A lot like with Katie would have to vent to the producers, and the producers are always fucking all the It'd information they give to you. Yeah, it's yeah. they're gonna use it against you. And so then now you, you have someone so in your head who really and... cares about you. Yeah. I thought I was like, that's good. That's good for both of them. I like it too. At this point. Um and then like I think it was the next morning, Rachel and Gabby sit down together and just talk about the fear of this not working out. Like, yeah. this is your first... I actually think it's good that they're getting it out of the way early. Like, having the rejection, not yeah. meeting It's going to be a major thing they're going to have to look at. Because at some point it was going to happen. And it's like, you're going to have to fear that, yeah, this process, I might not... Actually, in history, will say, you're not going to find yeah. the person. It'd like, okay odds are very slim. Okay, how about this? What happens when... Let's say Gabby was a little bit into Jordan. And that, see, that's what I was wondering too. He Do you think they had to get? Yeah, well, like in the future, there's going to be a one-on-one it. where, let's say Logan, they're they're both into Logan right now. Rachel goes on the date with with Logan and doesn't give him the rose. Can Gabby be like, no, I need more time with him? Yeah, I think there so. Should I be. think in this case, Gabby didn't feel anything for Jordan, so it, it didn't made it matter. easier. Yeah, but eventually, and we're probably, probably going to see that. Probably same with Rachel and Nate, even yeah. though Nate worked out, but like. I think there would have been an explanation. I was surprised they didn't explain 
They just don't know. It's There's just no unprecedented. Yeah, it's the no wild, rules. wild west out there in Bachelor Nation. But I think it was, I think that wasn't even brought up because Gabby wasn't yes, interested. Yes, totally. But we're going to probably face it at one point. Oh, yeah. The way Gabby and Nate interact validate Rachel's feelings that if you're not strong enough, you're in conviction, you got to move on, I think, right? Yeah. I think she even said something like, oh, the way they're talking to us, I didn't have yeah, this Yeah, but that was Jordan. so cute that they came in and Rachel's in the kitchen yeah. and they, like, involved her. It's, again... And he... I would love that as, like, somebody coming in. It's a buffer. To, yeah, to be, Absolutely. like... And to get that one-on-one time and just be real with both bachelorettes and just be able to shoot the shit would yeah. be so nice. First instinct on Nate is he is a fucking cutie. He's I very love, humble. He's so sweet. He's got a daughter and that helps. Oh. Not for everyone, but it helps for a lot of people. He's a sweet, emotional man. Yes. And a girl dad. Yeah. Keeping with the and flight quirky. theme. Very quirky. And they, they take off in a helicopter. Yep. Good flowing conversation. Uh, they go past the Hollywood sign. Good copter kiss. I was jealous of Nate. I wrote down. It seemed like a fun date. Yeah, I would love to go awesome. up in a helicopter and just have funny conversation. But then they go on a hot tub in LA and I'm like, is it cool enough for a hot tub? Good question. Maybe yeah. they just lowered it they a little bit. They have been wearing, like, Yeah, they, they filmed this in February, I think, right? Oh, and so yeah, maybe right. it's a little chillier. It's but still they not were really pure. cute in the hot tub. Like, a lot of banter back and forth, being yeah. goofy. Um, they're into each other. And, yeah, they, they talk about how they feel about each other. And you can tell they're, they're connected. I still don't think he's got, there's a real. End game? Yeah, I don't think. I think he's a nice, nice guy. But He'd I don't... be good for a bachelor mm. in the future. Yeah, totally. He's a sweet man. Yeah, then we have the no eating dinner allowed dinner. Yeah. Um, I think Gabby mentions she needed to relearn how to be loved and self sufficient. This is a good one, right? Dinner was like phenomenal. What was it? The self aware. Yeah, she was it her mom? What she said. Yeah, so he. I mean, he shared about what it's like to be a dad and um, how much he loves his daughter, and like Gabby starts crying because she's very close with her dad and. So probably really understands that connection um, and then shared that she's not close with her mom and, you know, really values when a parent like really loves their child. Like you can tell there just wasn't a lot of, um, I think what she said, like unconditional love yeah. given to her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her parent situation is. It's like talks about her. She loved her dad so much. If they so broke much. up and the time she spent with her dad was great, but like her mom and her just mom had super some there. issues. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like she just has like a welcome to the club mother wound different in a different way. Yeah. But like a parenting wound of like not feeling fully loved and like really wants that. Yeah. And she's kind of says she's not sure if she wants kids, yeah, which throws a wrench immediately into Nate's connection. Well, at, yeah. At least like not sure if she could jump right into being a mom without like Be really very difficult. going through the process, which is a really big thing to consider. I totally agree. I think in, in when I look, I thought about dating like a single mom or something. It would be hard not to have any time with just us to get to know each other. Yeah. Because there's because you always have to put a when you have kids, you put a section of yourself to them. You have mm-hmm. to to be a good parent. So if you want to the relationship I want, I just think I would need time alone with someone for a while before I got into there, even though I love kids and can't yeah, wait to have kids. this is sometimes too quick of a process to involve children. Totally. Right. You're right. Because we, as we say, it's a horrible thing to get married. But the person who has a child, a lot of times he's 33, like he's ready to get married. Exactly. And it's not a great, you know, avenue, The Bachelor. <laughs> but, but we'll he see. he gets a rose and they connect. I think he's going to go a long way at least. I agree. I agree. Maybe hometowns. Yeah. I wrote down that it's bullshit that they can't, like, consummate. <laughs> it's such a great date. After, like, my best dates, I always want to have sex. And, sure. like, it's just not fair that they should be they allowed to. They slow, so they really get to know each other. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Okay. So some of the boys are getting restless. 
It's hard with the remaining, you know, 29 or 28 people and now moving ready into for the cocktail party. Yeah. You still are not going to get much time with the, with the women. So it's Especially hard when drama comes and knocking. Yep. Jesse comes, talks to the women, pre cocktail, nothing interesting, very vanilla. Mario takes Rachel mm. and they had a decent vibe. They yeah. edited to look like Gabby was like looking over. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was true. Probably not. Right. Um, then we had the Wildwood Boardwalk Boy. Loved that was it. awesome, right? Loved it. I thought they had nice little connection. Even though growing up on the boardwalks, I and now that he knows, I know he owns a couple of those basketball. Yeah. And he's basically he's a professional scam artist. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little troubling. But True. no, so many memories on the on the boardwalk. I thought they were cute together and flirty. Yeah, that was a great light like yeah. date to try to like get to know. I love boardwalk I games. I, I know you love games him. too. What's his name? Ooh, I am Wildwood Boy. That's Me too. That's what I said. <laughs> Wildwood Boy. Um, and then Gabby and Eric are very cuddly yes. together. And this is Eric, like, you don't see this. her like that or anybody yeah, like she's connecting into like him that. Physically. Like, I think there's more of their connection that they're leaving out because it's like a quick, I think you're right. easy yeah. connection. Yeah, he might be so around. I think he might be around. And then here comes Quincy. Yeah, buddy. An early crack. And attack. Watch an episode, man. Watch it a former episode of The Bachelor. It hasn't worked once. Works out. It's our classic. I guarantee you the producers are like, you should tell them about Chris. You, They need to know. Wouldn't you want your wife to know if she's but saying? And the quince is like, yeah. It, they make, it makes it about them. No matter what. Never, it's never They will worked. associate that mm-hmm. negative feeling with, with you, you subconsciously going forward. So it never, ever, ever works. But they blow Chris up in like a group style, which is better than one-on-one because he brings them Definitely. to the other guys, even though I think grocery store Josh doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't say anything, but the other two are kind of saying something. I'm like, obviously I'm going bad idea, guys, bad idea, but there, I don't know. So they're, obviously I didn't say this, they're, they're blowing up Chris um, for being controlling and talking about these fantasy suites and saying they wouldn't have sex and all of that, what we brought up before. Yes. Again, uh, yeah. This is the earliest that's ever come to light, though, and it it seems to be a continuous thing that comes up for a lot of people, where like they like it was last season with Susie, like how she didn't want to. He he had Clayton had sex with other women, and she was like, "Well, I can't handle that." that. And it's like, "Well, what the fuck? Why didn't you say anything earlier?" Yeah, they don't. What do you think is going to fucking happen? And it's like they want you to not do that in you, but that's that's manipulative in a way, yeah. Too, and so you have to be able to small minded say that. And I think the men were doing a really good job of calling him in and saying, "Like, dude, you're and Nate had wonderful words. I know I'm going back a little bit, but Nate had wonderful words to say of like, you're wanting to control the situation and you're not telling them. Yes, so like." They could, you could lead them on, lead them on, and then drop this bomb, and then it's yeah, totally. Fuck them up. Yeah, like, if you think that, you have I to think tell them. You first do and need foremost. to tell them, and so I don't know. I think don't they actually the show need, is the real thing, right? And who knows if it was? I, I don't mind them talking about that fantasy suites and like how that feels, but yeah. like not saying like I'm this stuff and then not communicating it. Agreed. And then it just no apologies from Chris. Uh, like you said, Rachel. And Gabby. Gabby kind of, goes right for the fucking Yeah, she can't wait. Yeah, I, felt, I felt like she can't, she couldn't wait right. to do this. Yeah. That's what I wrote down. I was like, and she's he, so excited. And he's responding to them both like he's at a press conference. Yeah, absolutely. Which know? is very which mentality is then, coach. If you hear shit about him and then all of a sudden he's answering these questions in this like 
controlling, manipulative political way. Political yeah. way, you're like, get the fuck out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no chance once he started talking. Rachel, Rachel too. matched Gabby's vibe, right? Yeah. She's like, yeah, me too. Like yeah. me too. I think these things too. You know, she's more of like a sweetheart. Yeah. yeah, she's very adorable. But she was she cut him off. At oh one yeah, point no, she did like, it fine, more than fine enough. It's really hard for people. I'm not. I don't think it's. Which I think it helped again that there was two. Absolutely, the power in that is so much easier. And he's gone, so he comes back, and then you just mentioned he like confronts the guys a little bit. Like, he, what's the fucking point? Yeah, what are you point, getting out of that? Yeah, other well, than, he's out like, of control. He doesn't have to deal with the loss of control that he has there. Like so. And again, this was a great scene. I thought dramatic, where the bachelors come back in. And they're like, no, you have to go. It's like, there's like a million guys. And I see like the one Boston guy's like looking behind them. There's the crew there. It's just like, again, it seems like it's a bona fide party out there. And then it's like the videographer is just a bunch of dudes lurking in the background. I was laughing out loud. And then, yeah, he had to, and then he like gets walked out and he's like, where do I go? Like even more. I wouldn't even walk him out. I would have been like, oh, like leave. The producers walk him out. That's the spot. Um, he, you know, a little unfair just because the man has doesn't know how to deal with it. And it was like, I don't know. It's again, he shouldn't be No, he hated. needs to learn. He yeah, needs he needs to, to like, learn, learn, but you don't need to be this rejection shamed. was so big. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I just always feel bad for everyone. Okay, first official rose ceremony. Yeah. Any surprises for you? Um, I was shocked by Boston guy. I like him. I don't know why. I liked his vibe. He got sent home. Jordan? Is that his name? I don't know. I always forget. The boss, the tall Boston the, yeah, guy. He's attractive. The older guy. Seemed kind of sweet and he's self-aware. Like 39 or okay, he's that old. Maybe like that has 30. something to do with it. But like compared to like a Kirk. No, I liked him too. To, yeah, compared I don't to know. some of the other guys. First I'm like, of all, I'm still I'm learning who all these men are. Right. Like I wrote down all the guys that got roses, but I didn't see all of the men who left. Like I didn't know yeah. all of them. The one really hot, I thought he was hot, the young black guy who's a bartender at Carlsbad. So I was like, let's find his bar. He had the cool mustache. He got sent home. I wanted to know more, but he was 23, though. He did not oh. look 23 at all. Oh, Brandon. Maybe they or did something? Brandon. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they didn't do something. I know. He like, was hot. He was cute. And the Boston guy was cute, too. Maybe it was like the age, the too old, too young. Maybe they just were like, we got to get rid of someone. Let's just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Too, too, too many guys, too little time, I wrote down. I'm going to count how many men there are left. Yeah. 19. Okay. So 10 people went home. Is that true? But you're maybe yeah. not counting the, the date roses? I counted the date roses. It was just Nate. Okay. So there was 10 oh, people. Oh, and then two men on the date. Yeah. One from Rachel and from Gabby. So that's 21. So yeah, eight, that seems, more, that seems right. That yeah. seems more right to me. But again, they got, some of these guys didn't you, you I, we didn't learn some of their names and what I they're know. all about, but that's going to happen in the show. They should have let some of them go last episode instead of just pinpointing the three mm-hmm. stooges. <laughs> um, yeah, anything. Ne- next week looked really uh, dramatic, a little more dramatic. I don't remember exactly what it was. I just wrote down that it looked more dramatic, so we'll see. Feelings, as we know, as this goes along, start to get a little more intense and things happen. Some more like crying. It seemed like some more, like, rejection and power balances i think are going to happen next week which is inevitable and the what the producers wanted yes um all right then we had the last scene with the meatball guy you kind of owned he kind of did well i thought it's like so this could have been an awkward thing like i want both of you to kiss or whatever but yeah. it all flowed very no, well it was really and cute. women again i think <laughs> like food is such a big thing <laughs> i think and that's like such a good advice to anyone who's struggling out there dating a, a way to a woman's heart is usually through cooking yes every time i've cooked for a woman we've had Cook great sex or take us out to dinner yeah please. it's always been good out that's there it's like, same for men i mean i guess i don't i, I never like to lean with that because it used to be women always cook for men right that was True. always the thing and now it's not like that anymore and it's good it's good it's not because both i i love food and, and if a woman cooks me a, a great 
uh, meal, I'm obviously more attracted to, to her, and I think it's vice versa as well. And I think well. these, like, rose ceremony nights, too, go so long that they probably did get really hungry. I have to so imagine, and you can't bit. eat on the dates and all that shit, yeah. so you're, you, the psychology behind just eating is probably just, you just get a little happier. Mm-hmm. But that was great. It was good. Good episode. Yeah, I like the two bachelorettes. I like the drama, the extra layer. They're very different they women, bring, too. They are very which different is women. Ideal. Right. They they probably have that kind of idea in their head about how that's gonna be good for the show. I think quick I think quickly we're gonna see them start to like the same guys or the guys start to reject a little more. Yeah. All right, so we'll uh, look forward to that. We got some astrology talk on next episode, so if you're into that, stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, yeah, keep it up watching The Bachelorette. Remember to email us. We do have an email that quails. We went a little long today, so maybe we'll save it for next week. Yeah. Okay, we'll save that one for next week. And, and if there's any topics, you can still email us any topics you want us to cover. Yeah. If you don't have Because we're trying to, answer. you know, we like The Bachelor. We like going over it. But we also love to talk about life, as you know. I love the first segments. And there's a countless amount of things to talk about in this brother and sister complicated, simple <laughs> relationship that we've had for a long time. And uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy the honesty and the truth and the hilarity that ensues. And you know what? Get outside. Yeah, and go outside. Some listen to this podcast. That's what I do. I listen to all my podcasts, I on, podcasts my walk. on walks. I too. can't sit home and listen to them anymore. Lately, I've been listening to my like dance playlist when I walk. Yeah, and it pumps I do both. Me up. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. There's a, the two of those things are great. It's amazing. Again, it, uh, my main message too is like the things we take for granted. It's so easy to not think about the air conditioning and be like, yeah. oh, I'll just turn it down to sixty nine or to turn it up to seventy. But no, what are we doing, actually? We are controlling the climate to my comfort level. Life's amazing in a lot of ways for privileged people right, right now who are listening to this podcast. So just like it's just an easy way with all the shit that's going on in the political sphere. You are in control of so little things, but you are in control of your climate, of what you what access to information you have, what what TV shows you watch, what music you listen to. You have all these things that you control to improve yes. your mood. You don't have to be overwhelmed by it. It's good to educate it's yourself. It's a good balance. It's, but you need to balance it in order to be the best part. So stop taking things for granted and uh, have a good night. Or morning. Or morning. Good night.